Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Forbidden Archaeology. Forgotten History. Divination. Magic. Cryptozoology. UFOs. Nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Green Magic, Green Medicine with your host, Ms. Susan Weed. And tonight we are continuing our discussion on the 13 sacred trees. Be back in just a second. Blessed are we. Blessed are we in the morning, blessed are we in the light of the day, as we enjoy the afternoon. Blessed are we as the twilight descends and the magic of Blessed are we in the dark of the night As we slip into dreams that are calling Blessed are we in the awakening dawn Blessed are we in the morning to come. So it'll actually get a little bit bigger. It's just that some of them will be once a month. 
So that's just one of the new changes. That is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> Including yeah. the re- so there'll be more variety. There'll be more people having shows, but some of those shows will be only once a month, and the shows that are once a week now are going to carry on being once a week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, subscribe to, as you know, uh, over 100 different periodicals and do my best to keep abreast of what is going on. Um, in the world of health and science. And I just said to my uh, quite wonderful apprentice this evening, this is one of the scariest of the newsletters that I get, and it's called Worst Pills, Best Pills. And I said, take a look at this headline, Risk of Sudden Death with Hypertension Drug Antibiotic Combinations. Mm. Now, why is that a scary headline? Because how many millions of people are taking hypertension drugs? Yeah. And how many millions more are likely to be given antibiotics? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what they're finding is that it's the ACE inhibitors and the angiotensin II receptor blockers, sometimes called ARBs. So it's the ACEs and the ARBs. They found that if you take an ACE inhibitor or an ARB and then take the most widely prescribed antibiotics, it can raise blood potassium levels so quickly that you die due to abnormal heart rhythms. As opposed to ARBs, which counter hypertension, which are generally plants that are very, very rich in potassium. And it's always made me wonder. We know that potassium has a very strong effect on heart rhythms and that having adequate amounts of potassium in the body um, is very important for heart rhythm. But I had not realized that high levels could also disrupt heart rhythm. I always think of it as low levels that will disrupt and so we need to be sure that we have enough potassium in our diet. As a matter of fact, some people who are told not to use salt because of hypertension are told to use potassium instead. So what I usually say to people is just as it's often not safe to combine a drug like herb with a drug, it's usually not safe to combine two drugs. That's that's where most of us get into trouble. And uh, Worst Pills, Best Pills is a really great newsletter if you can deal um, with it. And it, the whole, the whole uh, article then follows on potassium and really excellent information about um, how more dietary potassium will reduce hypertension and reduce the drugs needed to treat hypertension, and then a chart of the foods that are the richest in potassium, and you'll be happy to know that at the top of the chart is baked potato, especially if you eat the skin, then prune juice, tomato paste, beet greens, beans, plain yogurt, sweet potatoes, orange juice, halibut, banana, and spinach. Hey, it's not hard to get potassium. A lot better 
than taking drugs that interfere with it. So, back to our theme, which is the trees of the 13 moons. But, of course, we, we have frequently had breaks, haven't we, for, for important news. Of course. That, uh, but we must share, no matter what our theme is, the news of the evening that is making us gasp around the dinner table. So we've been talking about the trees of the 13 moons and how those trees are part of a much larger cycle of sacred trees. And that the trees are thought of as the standing people, our ancestors. The trees are very, very old uh, when it comes to uh, appearance here on the stage of life. The trees are definitely our ancestors and have so much to teach us in every tree. Everywhere that people live has been imbued with both magical and mystical properties as well as uh, appreciated for the foods that they provide, like nut trees, and the medicines that they provide. The trees of the 13 moons that we're looking at then is just a small group of sacred trees from the enormous group of sacred trees, which includes all trees everywhere and all people in their relationship to them. And each tree, of course, even where you live, is going to have a certain different kind of characteristic, a certain different kind of sacredness to you where you are. One rather funny anecdote that comes to mind is that when, one of the first times that I was teaching in Australia, and the group of people gathered there said to me, we hope you brought us some cedar from America. And I looked at them in much astonishment because right outside the window was growing one of the biggest cedar trees that I've ever seen in my life with beautiful, low, swooping branches. It was like this incredible playhouse. And I said to them, come with me. And we I took them outside and we went under the low-hanging branches of the cedar tree. You know, just stood there and the aroma of the cedar and the cedar needles. And and I said to them, look, you have cedar right here. And they said, but it's not sacred cedar. And I said, are you so wrong? Of course it's sacred cedar. Every cedar is sacred. The cedar right outside you is sacred. And the tree that we're looking at now in this Trees of the Thirteen Moons, the ninth tree, is a tree that is for many people in Europe and many people also in the northern part of the United States, a tree that is right outside their door, and that is the hazel tree. This is Kal, the sea. It is that which we can touch, perceive, comprehend, and apprehend, that which we can catch and have and hold. The hazel is a tree of nuts. It gives us the hazel nut, also called a filbert. And the botanical name is Corillus. This is Kal, and it becomes Corillus as we name the hazel tree. It is often a small tree. It's not a towering tree like a walnut tree. It's often a small tree, sometimes even thought of as a shrub. And the lore around hazel 
and its nuts in Europe is quite amazing. First of all, the hazelnuts themselves are said to be the concentrated wisdom of all that is. And if you eat hazelnuts, then you are open to that wisdom. But a better way of being open with that to that wisdom is to use the hazelnut on a string as a pendulum. Now, I am imagining this next thing, because I'm not around hazelnuts much, but I know that many wild nuts and many wild fruits attract worms, and that those worms eat holes in the fruits and the nuts. And so I'm imagining that one or more of the hazelnuts that are falling from the branches of this lowish tree contains some kind of hole, making it easy for me to get a thread through it, and that I can dangle it as a pendulum, and I can say which way is yes and which way is no, and then I can begin to ask my pendulum questions. This is a wonderful way to get in touch with our own inner wisdom. And, of course, that's what the hazel is about. It is concentrated wisdom. It is getting in touch with wisdom, whether we envision that wisdom as being inside ourselves or whether we envision that wisdom as being outside of ourselves. If that wisdom is outside of ourselves, then the pendulum gives us access to that wisdom that we don't have any other access to. If the wisdom is inside of ourselves, then we recognize that the hand that is moving the pendulum is indeed our own hand giving us the answers that we seek. It is said that at the very beginning of the world, there was a well the well of the goddess. And this well was the source of all of the rivers of the world. And the world was all one, and it was divided by these rivers. And next to that well, a hazel seed fell, and it began to grow. And it grew, and it grew into a beautiful, small hazelnut tree. And in its fullness and its ripeness, it blossomed. And those blossoms turned into hazelnuts. And those hazelnuts at first were green, and then they ripened, and then they began to fall from the tree. One year, the tree had grown big enough that when one of those hazelnuts fell, it fell into the well. It fell into the well, and the well overflowed because the well was brimful. And when the well overflowed, the world broke apart, and the oceans separated the different parts of the world. I personally find this story very, very interesting because I'm interested in geology. I live by a, a quarry. There's a lot of exposed rock around me, so the rocks are interesting to me. And we know by studying these rocks all over the earth that 
this story is true once. There was only one continent, Pangaea. There were large rivers, and it broke apart to be separated by the great oceans of the world. And this is all said to be because a hazelnut fell into the well. There's another story, and it's a story about how the great Rhine River came to be. And isn't it interesting that both of these stories have great rivers in them, the hazel and the concentrated wisdom and the wisdom of the river and the flowing of the river. And I won't tell you you this story, but I'll just say that this story is similar in many ways to the other one because once again there's some well and a hazelnut falls into it. But this time the hazelnut falls into it because the goddess is using the hazelnut as a pendulum and her string breaks. And she's kind of scrying in this, you know, the well of all. But this well hasn't put forth any rivers. And she's scrying, and she's doing the pendulum, and her string breaks, and the hazelnut falls into the well, and again, the well overflows and becomes the Rhine River. Now, I was standing by a hazel tree in Germany talking about this story, and the people began to get this very odd expression on their faces, and I thought, oh my goodness, have I done something wrong? Have I made a cultural mistake? here? Have I said something that I shouldn't have said? And, and I looked at the, the woman that I knew in the group and, and I said to her, is everything all right? You all are looking very strange. And she said to me, well, we guess that you don't know that this hazel tree that you're standing next to is supposed to be the hazel tree that dropped its nut that caused the Rhine River flow. Wow. And so then I understood why they had such strange expressions on their face that I should come to that very tree and tell that story without knowing at all that that is where I was. And I like that. I like that, that the hazel is wisdom. That the hazel helps me to be wise and to be at the right place in the right time. And so when I have a magical wand made of hazel, it is a wand that helps me to be wise in my usage and to understand that the falling of even a single nut can have a very great consequence. It is said that all knowledge of art and all knowledge of science comes to those who eat hazelnuts. Now, nowadays, we know that all kinds of nuts, including hazelnuts, are very healthy for our hearts. Nuts had been kind of poo-pooed for about, gosh, maybe the past half century as being too full of fat and too full of saturated fat, and so they shouldn't be in the diet. All indigenous peoples and all the people in the blue zones who live long and healthy lives would tell you just the opposite. Get those nuts in your diet. And now more and more modern medical science and nutritional science is backing them up and saying, yes, indeed, eat your nuts. And if you eat your nuts, you will live a long and healthy 
life. And so we know that it takes a lifetime to gather all knowledge of art and all knowledge of science. And if that's what we get from eating hazelnuts, perhaps it's because they help us to live a very long time. Hazelnuts are said to help one find inspiration, especially inspiration when it comes to word. The hazel is the tree of the poet. It is the place where those who wish to weave with words, whether stories or poetry, whether the lyrics to a song, a novel, a book, whatever, that the hazel tree is the place to go or to bring a hazel wand to you or to even have hazelnuts where you are working to have that inspiration to have that flow of wisdom into you. Boan is a goddess, an old goddess. And her name means smart cow. Bow, like in bovine, of course, is cow. Mm. And the on is a suffix that means more than smart, wise. Wise, knowledgeable. And boan, the smart cow, is very strongly associated with the hazelnut and the lore of the hazelnut. Practically speaking, even though the hazel tree doesn't grow to be very big at all, it nonetheless provides an excellent wood that has been used for tool handles. And what else is it here? Sorry, where did I... Oh, barrels! That's what it was. And I was especially interested in that because usually oak is used for barrels. And I thought, oh, how interesting that this tree has the same kind of holding in the barrel that the oak does. We remember this is one of the essence words for hazel is to hold things, to contain things. And I like the connection there. The trees of the 13 moons is not as it's being presented, excuse me, I've got the hiccups, a linear sequence. Our Western minds, which are trained on books and reading and letters and lines, are trained to think of things in linear sequences. But illiterate people don't think of things in linear sequences. And so there, we always want to look when we're working with a system 
that is basically illiterate, although it's thought to presage the alphabet, is to see the recursive nature of it. How does it foam back in itself? How does it come back to itself? The same thing in music, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that music isn't a, a linear thing. There might be progressions, but we want to come back to a theme. We want to fold back on ourselves. We want to spiral around and look at it from a different view or a different way or a different focus. And it just so, this idea of both of these woods, both the oak and the hazel, being used to make barrels and then the hazel being the tree that helps us hold on to knowledge and to contain things and that it provides tool handles. I like that a lot. In terms of edible and medicinal uses, it's primarily the nuts of the hazel that are the most attractive. And, of course, they're a source of vitamin E, really interesting fatty acids, including linolenic acid, and as a source of vitamin E fatty acids and linoleic acid, we know that they are also a source of oil. And hazelnut oil is a very lovely oil. It is used primarily in cosmetics. Medicinally, like all trees, the leaves of hazel are astringent and can help anytime we want to dry something up. Now, here in America, we don't have hazel everywhere, but we do have witch hazel in many places. So we're going to talk just a little bit more about the regular hazel tonight. And then next week when we talk, we're going to talk about what I call the alternate hazel or the witch hazel. And when I was asking around why is it called witch hazel, I was told it's because like the hazel, it's not a big tree. It's a smallish tree and witch hazel usually is a fairly small tree indeed. And it never has nuts, and therefore it was called the bewitched hazel. Uh, Right? The bewitched hazel. I did not know And witch hazel is just an incredible herbal medicine, and it's one of the very few herbal medicines that you can walk into a drugstore right now tonight and say, can I buy some witch hazel? And they will say, yes, indeed. And again, next week we're going to talk about how we can use witch hazel and how it might fit into this um, cycle of the trees of the 13 moons. So the last hazel story that I want to tell is not even so much to tell the story, but to, to weave together perhaps a few stories and to remind us of those stories. I finally got to see a movie I very much wanted to see, which is Into the Woods. And I set out three times to see Into the Woods, and I was driven back by a blizzard each and every time. <laughs> oh, really do have the hiccups. And uh, one of the 
many fairy tales that occurs in Into the Woods is the story of Cinderella. Now, of course, another movie that I wanted to see this winter was Walt Disney's new Cinderella. And one of the things that many commentators have noticed was that in the original telling of the Cinderella story, Cinderella's mother, when she dies from her grave, grows a special tree, a hazel tree. And when Cinderella is sad and upset, she goes to the hazel tree and talks to the hazel tree. Well, I was actually no more successful in seeing Walt Disney Cinderella than I was in seeing Into the Woods. Not because I couldn't get there because of a snowstorm. I actually got all the way into the theater, but I did not get to see a whole lot of the movie because we were suddenly interrupted and the entire movie theater was cleared because of some possible gas leakage. And I thought this just isn't my winter to go out and see stories. But in Into the Woods, we have the tree. Now, it certainly doesn't look like a, a hazel tree. It looks like this old behemoth beech tree. It does not look at all like a hazel tree. But at least we have Cinderella going to the tree, which is her mother. And the way I want to wrap this back for us is the tree of the ninth moon returns us to being held in community the way that we were held by our mother. When our mother is no longer with us, she becomes the hazel. She becomes the source of wisdom. She becomes the nine, which curls up and around and brings us into our relationship with the larger world and the community of human beings because it takes a community to do anything. Humans are very community-minded organisms. We need each other and we benefit from each other. And the hazel gives us that little steadying, mothering, holding, nurturing. Feeding our hearts, feeding our sense of safety, that we can move further into the world and shine more of our light into the world. Absolutely. So next week, Witch Hazel, and thank you so much for letting people just click right through from your blog talk website to the Wise Woman Bookshop where they can find my books and my classes and all kinds of fun and interesting things. I'm off to the International Herb Symposium and then um, in a couple of months out to the West Coast, to the Seattle area for the uh, First Pacific Northwest Herbal Symposium. And then later on in the year, I'm going to be in Kansas and then in California. So I've got some traveling ahead of me. It sounds like you might have some traveling ahead of you, too. Possibly. 
It's always a pleasure being with you. Thank you so much for keeping the Main Street universe going. All right, and thank you so much, Susan, and for being a part of this and for joining us. And I always learn something every week. Good night, everybody. Green blessings, and remember, herbal medicine is people's medicine. It's the medicine that grows right outside your door. All right. Thank you, everyone, and good night. You've been listening to Green Magic, Green Medicine with Susan Weed next week, Witch Hazel, as we continue discussing the sacred trees of the sacred 13 sacred moons. Have a great evening, and we'll be back 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.